all the nutrition information out there today. Everything's conflicting, completely confusing. How are we supposed to be healthy if even the experts can't agree? This is Outspoken Nutrition. I'm your host, Laura Timbrook, and we're going to break it all down. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Outspoken Nutrition Podcast. I'm your host, Laura Timbrook, and I am so excited. Spring is almost here. We are on the cusp of it being springtime. And today I wanted to discuss a little bit about seasonal eating and some of the benefits. We're also going to go over does seasonal eating really change your overall digestive system and things like that. So we're going to discuss everything about seasonal eating so you can have a better understanding what seasonal eating is and is it going to make a big difference in your overall life. So let's have just a brief discussion of what seasonal eating is. Seasonal eating is essentially eating foods from specific seasons. So you are eating blueberries in June and red bell peppers in July, and you're eating a lot of your root vegetables like squashes, like the harder skin squashes in the fall. It's really, you know, when you think about it, it's what in that area where you live is going to grow in that month. And for a lot of us, we aren't really sure, but there's a really easy trick for that. When you walk into the grocery stores, the season foods are either on sale or they're front and center. So if you're seeing foods that are on sale generally or they're in the front area, they're generally your seasonal foods. So that's really the easiest way of going about it. Now I could put links in the show notes for discovering your seasonal foods, but seasonal foods will vary by location. Seasonal foods are never seasonal if they never grow in a location. So that's a little bit different, but seasonal eating kind of encompasses variations in that. So we have the local seasonal eating that only deals with local foods from your area in season. You're not gonna be eating an avocado in Pennsylvania even if it is avocado season, because there is no avocado season in Pennsylvania. But in California, there is definitely an avocado season. So that's the difference between seasonal eating and local seasonal eating. Local seasonal eating is really about local foods from your area in the seasons that they were grown in. That is kind of like the next level of seasonal eating. Unless you're from an area that you have a large variety of fruits and vegetables, I would just say, really for this part, just focus on the seasonal eatings. So that's really the benefit. Now, a lot of people will tell you it changes your body. Your bodies can only digest certain foods at certain times of the year and these health benefits. Then you also have the environmental impacts that trying to grow non-seasonal foods in an area requires more water, more impacts on the overall environment, therefore not being great for our environment and our natural resources. As somebody who has come from a background of farming, I can tell you, yes, there are definitely different resources that are required. And there is a lot of studies done on the impacts, environmental impacts on farming off season or trying to farm foods that aren't necessarily supposed to grow in different areas. I am not going to really talk about the environmental impacts in this podcast. We're really going to talk about our individual health impacts on it just because 
I focus on food and nutrition and not really the environment. I am environmentally conscious. I'm going to stick to what I know. So let's talk about our body's impacts when it comes to seasonal eating. Now, before we get into that part, I will tell you seasonal eating is significantly cheaper. So if you are looking to save money on your grocery bill, seasonal eating is the way to go. When you buy red peppers in January versus buying red peppers in July and August, the price is significant. You will probably spend 50% more if trying to buy that same fruit or vegetable out of season that you would buy it in season. I berries, my kids love berries and we do buy berries all year round, but I will significantly pay more in the middle of the winter trying to buy strawberries. Actually, I really don't buy strawberries in the middle of the winter because it is ridiculously expensive. Um, I will buy blueberries and usually that's about it because the other ones I am not spending that much. Now, the easiest way to get around that if you do have a family that does eat a lot of foods off season we have a few options. One, you could buy frozen. Frozen is one of the highest when it comes to nutrient density. And that is because when the fruit or vegetable is picked, it is flash frozen. Very little nutrients are lost. So when you're throwing your blueberries in your smoothie, you still have some of the maximum nutrition available versus buying the fresh blueberries in January. While it's still good, and I would still not tell anybody don't eat it, it's the nutritional density is going to be lower in the fresh versus the frozen variety. So, you know, that kind of plays a role. And a lot of times frozen isn't as, isn't as volatile with prices because it's more, they have it all year round to sell. What I do a lot, and you can do it as well too, is during when there's a lot of seasonal uh, fruits and vegetables, such as let's go back to the red bell peppers, buying them in season, cutting them up and freezing them yourself. That is another really good option. I come from an Italian family. So for me, sausage and peppers is kind of a staple. So having those uh, peppers in the freezer available for me to throw in the slow cooker is really helpful. So seasonal eating, if you don't go any further than just it affecting your grocery bill, you will save on your grocery bill just by eating seasonal foods because those are the ones that are on sale and they're cheapest in price. And like I said, the simplest way to figure that out is walk into your grocery store, see what's either on sale or in the front bins of really any produce market. And those are gonna be the ones that are more of your seasonal produce because it's going to be cheaper. But let's get down to the effects on our body. Now, I know there is a lot of claims, and I will tell you too, I feel significantly better when I'm eating vegetables and fruits that are kind of in season. Now, I'm going to say kind of because I eat apples all year round. I love apples. My body loves apples. So even if it's June and it's not necessarily apple season yet, I am still eating apples. But I do notice if I tried to eat like a butternut squash in June, a lot of times I just feel heavy. But if I eat a butternut squash in September, I feel like a million bucks. So I think there is some something to say about that. Now, it could be more the fact that a butternut squash is heavier 
It's got more of your complex carbohydrates. And in June, everything's hot and you don't want those heavy foods. So it could totally be that. The crazy thing is there isn't a lot of papers written on seasonal eating on the scientific level. Now, there are some of them. And there was one in Brazil, and I'll put the link there. And they found some correlation but where the claims are saying, oh, it changes your whole digestive system and it has all these, you know, your body can only um, absorb some nutrients in certain si- in times of the year. I'm not sure on the truth aspect of that because I can't find any study sources that are saying that. Now, if you have a study source that does say, and I'm talking about like a real study, um, Definitely send it over to me. I'd be interested to learn if there really is some firm science behind it. But I think overall, it's just a good bet. It's not going to hurt you eating seasonal foods. It's going to save on your wallet. So we have a bunch of win-win. Now, I the interesting thing is when I was going through nutrition school and we were learning about raw food diets, there was our teacher that said, if you ate raw food diets for too long, you'll end up moving to Florida. And it was kind of an ongoing joke, but the funny thing is, is over the last how many years of having nutritional friends and seeing who kind of stuck with the raw food diet, I could tell you they're kind of moving to Florida or California. There was one that I knew of that moved to Costa Rica. So I'm not sure if it's true or not, but it is funny that there might be that coincidence. Um, We do know certain foods are cooling, like a cucumber. So if you're freezing in the middle of the winter, probably eating cucumbers isn't the best idea since we already know cucumber is a cooling food. So I think there is some truth to all of this. And I think it's good to really focus on those seasonal foods because it does, like I said, if you're eating a heavy, fatty meal in the middle of the summer, you're probably not going to feel real great. Versus eating a heavier food. Anybody ever try eating chili in July? Chili in July doesn't even sound like good to me. Like it's not like, ooh, you know what I need is a nice good bowl of chili when it's 98 degrees outside. But let me tell you, when it drops to 20 degrees, chili sounds like a really good idea. Now when we talk about the body's microbiome and different enzymes being produced seasonally at different times of the year, there is a book by um, Dr. John uh, Duyard and he actually has a book called Eat Wheat where he actually found that amylase, which is the digestive enzyme in starch, actually increases in the fall and winter and decreases in the spring and summer. So there are some papers that are following this a little bit more. And I think we going to moving forward have so much more research on this. But I think it really comes down to really focusing on what our body needs at certain times. And he was actually finding that if you had too much bread throughout the whole year, it can cause some type of glucose imbalances. So it was a, it's a pretty interesting book. I recommend if you're interested in that, taking a look at that. But he talked about different things like that. So I do think our microbiome probably does change by the seasons. It would make sense, especially if you know, we are supposed to be eating off the land, off nature, what our ancestors ate. It would make sense that there is something to be said about that. Now, I wouldn't be, you know, scared to eat a hamburger bun with a hamburger in the middle of July because, 
you know, my enzymes aren't naturally there. I think we can get other enzymes to help break foods down. And that's where you want like a variety of fruits and vegetables. I think that's one of the biggest points to take away out of this is having that variety of fruits and vegetables. And I, so many times we get stuck eating the same foods over and over and over again. And we talked about something similar when we talked about you know, why I wasn't a huge fan of probiotics, because it keeps giving you the same type of enzymes and and bacterias and floras in your gut, and it never changes. Whereas we're eating a variety of fruits and vegetables, we suddenly have this whole variety of enzymes and bacterias and things like that. So I think seasonal eating forces us to kind of change up our foods throughout the year, where a lot of times we can get stuck on the same chicken and broccoli every day, regardless of the season. Adding in those seasonal foods, not only is it going to save you money, it can help increase your overall gut health. It can make you feel better. There's so many things that could be beneficial and very little negative things. And I, whenever I look at health information and health Uh, advice and stuff like that. I always look at, okay, it might be able to do this, but what's the downside to it? Like what could be the bad part of it? And really when it comes to seasonal eating, I don't see a bad part because it's cheaper on your pocketbook. It's easier to find the fruits and vegetables and it might give you additional health benefits. It kind of seems like a win-win. It's not like something I'm telling you will eat seasonally, but it's going to cost you three times more. No, it's actually going to save you money and time if you eat seasonally. So I don't see a bad side. I think it's something that's worth really kind of focusing on when you go to the grocery store, try new fruits and vegetables. This actually gets us a little bit more creative when it comes to our meal times. Going to local farmers markets, even though I do understand some of them are a little bit more expensive and not everybody has the extra income to absorb that type of cost, but going through and maybe trying a different fruit or a different vegetable that you haven't tried before from a local farmer's market. You don't have to buy a lot, just buy a couple. Maybe you've never tried like a green or a red Swiss chard, but you see it at the farmer's market. Farmer's market's vegetables always are some of the most flavorful vegetables. So if you're not really big on vegetables, Go to the farmer's market, buy some vegetables that you can afford and try it. The taste will be drastically different. Seasonal fruits and vegetables are some of my favorite. And like I say, I have to buy it in moderation because it doesn't really all the time fit our budget. But sometimes you can work things out. So definitely go to the farmer's markets, have conversations, and above all else, eat your effing veggies. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and I'll talk to you all next week.